Psalm 23, verse um, the one through five. Um, the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, we probably know this one. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. It says he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Verse five says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup, I see you, Carla, my cup runneth over. So today what I'm what I'm preaching about or what we're going to uh, dive into today uh, is, is from this uh, verse here. But we're going to focus a lot on uh, on um, uh, verse verse five. Uh, uh, and the title today um, is the purpose of the prepared table. OK, the purpose of the prepared table table. So so this psalm here is one that's pretty well known, um, written by David, and it's oftentimes recited and read as a prayer, and sometimes even in morning devotions, oftentimes daily by a lot of people, and you put it kind of in your rotation. There's a lot of psalms that are just like this. I see Ma already know where I'm going. Watch this. I see you. You can go ahead and log off. She know exactly what's happening. Watch this. And there are several, there are several scriptures that are just like this, Laurel. Watch this. Um, like Psalm 91. Uh, that's one that I grew up hearing every morning. My mother would pray Psalm 91. She would read through it. I mean, and there'd be days we'd get in the car and she's like, Psalm 91. She's reading it before we leave the house. Um, or, or a lot of times, watch this, a lot of times it wasn't even with us. It was it was on her own by herself. The Psalm 91 is one of those that we oftentimes repeat. You know, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my strength. My God in him will I trust. That's one that people read a lot. And this is one too. These scriptures are beautiful to recite. And that does not make it ritualistic just because you do it daily. It doesn't make it routine just because you do it. Because if you, even if you do it daily and you do it in a routine, if your heart's there, it's not ritualistic. It, it, they, these are grounding. These are reminders of who God is and what God has planned for you. Amen. And so some of these scriptures like Psalm 9, and if you don't know these, man, write these down. Psalm 91, read it to yourself every day. Psalm 23, I didn't read the entire uh, chapter, but read that entire chapter every single day. And these are grounding. I see you, my, they will remind you of who you are. They will matter yet remind you of who God is and what God has for you. And so, and so these are grounding and their mindset shaping their, uh, their mindset shaping. Imagine waking up in the morning and you're saying to yourself, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Watch this verse three. He restores my soul to wake up in the morning, knowing that my soul is restored. And so these are things that sometimes we get out of these habits. And when I say we get out of these habits, I'm talking about me. I get out of these habits where, where I'm up in the morning. The first thing I'm thinking about is work. And then I'm thinking about this and I got this going on. I got that going on. And before I know it, the whole week has passed and I haven't even cracked open my Bible once uh, 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 to, to, for self feeding and to, and to, and to feed myself. And, to, and so it, it, cause life gets busy and you got that going on and this going on. And so th these scriptures, I'm saying they're not ritualistic or routine, even the Lord's prayer. Don't forget when Jesus when, when the disciples asked Jesus, teach us how to pray, he said, when you pray, say this, our father who art in heaven, it's okay to kneel. I know because we, you know, in charismatic times and evangelical times and stuff like that. And people act like that's just a Catholic thing. It's not a, just a Catholic thing. That's what Jesus told them to preach. And sometimes all, sometimes we get up in the morning, we don't know what to say. And sometimes all we can do, uh, 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 Latasha, is, is kneel down and say, our father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Learn that Lord's Prayer, because sometimes that might be the only thing you can get out. And by the way, 
I see you, Crystal. And look, and by the way, if, if, if that's the only thing you can get out sometimes, why not let the only words you can get out of your mouth is the words that Jesus told us to pray? Okay. How about sometimes if the only thing we can say is the things that Jesus told us to say, then that, may, that might not be a bad idea. All right, but let's get let's get back to back to the scripture. We're at 23. We're at, at Psalm 23. But again, write these down and put them on your post-it notes, highlight them in your, if you have a physical Bible, do that. If not, put it on a on a thing on your phone or something like that. Um uh 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 because you I want to get in the habit of reciting these. And, and and I'm talking about when I say we, this is me, that this is part of my morning routine, my born, morning time, or even my afternoon or my evening time, whatever you time is with God, make make those scriptures a part of that time, right? And, and so watch this. Watch this. That's right, my repeat after Jesus. So these are beautiful scriptures. And so, and so, and by the way, if you have some scriptures like that too, like maybe Psalm 91 or Psalm 23 isn't one of yours. If you have one that's one of you, like put it in the chat. I see y'all. Put them in the chat so that way somebody else can share in in in, in what you do. Um, and even if you don't have it uh, for today, uh, you know, you can type it in the next time we have to type it in for Bible study. Let people know what it is. All right, here we go. Watch this. So, so, so this is, this is one from David and we're going to focus on, like I said, verse five specifically where he says uh, that God prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. We're talking about the purpose of the prepared table. Okay. Now watch this. There's a difference between like just eating food or eating a meal. Watch this. I see you, Tracy. We're going to watch. We're going to get to Jeremiah 29 today too. Watch this. There's a difference between just eating food, uh, Montana, or just eating a meal uh, versus eating a meal at a table. Watch this. That has been prepared. Okay. There's a difference between just eating, a, uh, eating food and just eating something versus spending time eating at a table. Here it is. That has been prepared. Now watch this. Last night, uh, I was coming home from dropping my niece off at college, and I stopped back at Lito's Pizza, and we got pizza and and wings. Uh, Sierra had a salad. Now don't think that Sierra didn't eat the pizza and the wings. Sierra ate pizza, wings, and part of the salad. Because then y'all gonna think that me and Maddie was the only ones eating all this pizza and wings, and Sierra's over in the corners eating her salad, being good. No, she had pizza, she had wings, and she had some salad too. So 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 here we go. Watch this. That was just us eating. Okay, we got the pizza, we got the wings, we got the salad. And we just and we ate. Now, a week, two weeks ago for Thanksgiving, there was a prepared table. All right. That is different. And so the Lido pizza, the wings, we stop and we get it. We're going to eat. That's different from sitting down and eating at a prepared table. Friday, when I left work, I ran past Subway and got a sandwich. And I had a lot of stuff going on Friday. I ate I ate my Subway sandwich in the car. Not the safest thing to do. I'm not telling y'all to do it. I'm just saying that I've eaten in the car. Okay. And Friday I did. And, and and maybe y'all do too. I see you, Mike. I see them scriptures. I love it. And so that's that was just eating. I was just having lunch, right? But if you go to a wedding or you go to a fine place of dining, watch this, or you go to someone's house who decides to host you for dinner or lunch or something, you are now eating at a prepared table. That is a totally different situation than just going out and just grabbing something and eating. Watch this. Both have a purpose because you still need to eat, but there is something different about eating at a prepared table than just going to grab something and filling yourself up. Need both of them because not every meal is going to be at a prepared table. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all right? You, okay, I'm not going to go there. We'll go there. Maybe we'll go there a little later. Because not every meal is going to be at a prepared table. Okay, I see you, Ma. Watch this. Not every meal will be at a prepared table. Okay, uh, but uh, uh, but there's a difference between eating uh, just to eat or to get something on your stomach, right? Or eating lunch and just grabbing some dinner, watching TV versus eating at a prepared table. Let's talk about this uh, prepared table, right? What does it mean to prepare a table? So there's preparation when it comes to preparing a table. Preparation. 
right? Put this down. There's preparation that happens when there is a when there is a prepared table, okay? Watch this. This this means that there is time involved in preparation for this table. There's time that goes into making sure that you've got everything that you need to go on this table to entertain those who you will have seated at your table. You don't leave the table uncovered. There's tablecloths. There are forks. There's different kinds of forks. You got the salad fork. You've got the regular fork. You've got the 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 the, the meat knife and then the butter knife. And then you got to make sure that they go in the right place. And then the cup for the drink got to be on one side. All kinds of etiquette goes. Why all kinds of etiquette goes to sitting at a prepared table and it takes time it takes care you have listen you have to care about the individuals coming to your house if you're hosting and you're going to sit down and prepare a table okay so we've got time that happens right here's the we talk about the lord preparing a table for us right so there's time for preparation there's care that happens in preparation and there's planning that happens in preparation when you're preparing what a table so now watch this Watch this. And so we see these 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 uh, I don't want to say characteristics, but these principles or these things we deal with when it comes to time and care and planning in the way that God deals with us, even outside of this concept of a prepared table. Watch this timing. The Bible tells us in Galatians 6, 9, let us not be weary in doing well for in what due season we shall reap if we what? If we faint not, that's timing. We talk about seasons all the time. We understand that God, God, uh, God started seasons, and He stopped. We see it in Genesis, Genesis, as far as the rain, and then the rain waters the earth, and then the earth uh, sprouts up uh, 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 plants and fruit. In what? In its season, that there will always be seasons. He started that. He started the concept of time. God operates totally outside of time even though he's the one who what who 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 started time right and so we see time in there when it comes for preparation and we know that god sometimes we go through things in life and it is literally god preparing us for what's next and so we know that there's a time for preparation we know that there's a time a time of waiting we talk about waiting all the time we've done that before maybe we got to go back to it but we see that there is timing what in preparation we talk about care we've seen this in god first peter 5 6 says casting your cares on him why? Because he cares for you. So we see timing. We see care. We're talking about the prepared table. And watch this. So we see these principles in the way that God deals with us. Planning. Jeremiah 29, 11. This is Tracy's scripture. Okay. This is for Tracy. She She's all in my notes. How you, how you see it. Watch this. He says, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. I see you, Ma. Y'all feeling the Holy Spirit through Zoom. Watch this. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Here are my plans. We talk about planning for the prepared table. So as God is preparing the table for you in the presence of your enemies, here's what he's thinking. To prosper you, not to harm you. These are the plans. It takes planning to prepare the table. To give you up a hope and to give you a future. So any time that you feel like life is hopeless, watch this, and you're not sure what you're going to do, you need to understand that there's a table prepared for you that has been planned, that has that has care for you, watch this, and that and, and that, that has plans for, your, for prospering you and not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. Even when you can't see the hope, even when you can't see the future, I see you, Natalie, I see you, Tracy, even when you don't know what's next, that there is a hope and that there is a future, and that is to that is to prosper you, and it is not to harm you. Because there are times where we go through things and we see things. I see you, Sierra. Watch this. I got you, Montana. Where we see things and we go through things, and we're wondering how in the world is this not to harm me? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
But he says that my plans for you is to prosper you. Yeah, I see you, ma. It's the you already in my notes. Watch this. That is to prosper you and not to harm you, but to give you a hope and to give you a future. So we see what it takes to prepare, take time, care, planning. If you ever hosted anyone in your house, you understand time. It takes time. It takes care and it takes planning. Right. So watch this. So 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 we see seated at this prepared table. So we want to talk about the purpose of the prepared table. Here's what this prepared table is about for you. Here's what it is. Prepared the seated at the prepared table, sitting at the prepared table. Here's what it means for you. It's a place of rest. It's a place to recharge, and it's a safe place. This is what the recharge. This is what this is what it is. The prepared table. This is why we read these scriptures. It's a place for rest. It's a place to recharge. And it's a safe place. Jesus said in Matthew 11, 28 through 30, says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. At this prepared table, there is rest for you. It says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. I mean, it's one thing to say I'm tired physically and I've got to go to sleep, but have you ever felt exhausted in your soul? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not just I'm not necessarily tired physically, but I am wiped out emotionally. I am wiped out mentally. I am tired of dealing with and he just says, "Come to me then. Come on. I know you're tired emotionally. You feel pulled from the inside. It's not even a physical rest. You're not physically tired, but you need to find what? Rest for your I see you my rest for your soul." He says, "My yoke is easy and my burden is light." Come to the table. I see you, Montana. Come to the table because it's a place of rest. Come to the table, number two, because what? It's a place of uh, to be recharged, to be recharged. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but they that wait upon the Lord, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they that wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew their strength, being recharged. I see you, Natalie. I got you. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not faint and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint that coming to the table that has been prepared for you by the Lord means rest. And it means recharge. Your strength shall be, I see you Natalie. I see you Laurel. I, I got you. Watch this. Here it is that he, that you will find a place to be recharged where your strength can be renewed. When you feel like there's no way that I can move forward and there's no way that I can move on at the table is a place where you can recharge Tyrell and tell yourself, oh, I can, I can get up tomorrow. I can get up tomorrow and deal with this. I can get up. You ever look ahead at your week and you feel, and you feel drained already. You ever look at a battle you got to face and you feel drained already. You ever know that you got to deal with something uh, family wise or responsibility wise, some sort of obligation. And you like, I do not want to deal with this tomorrow. That's okay. Come at the table, come to the table. And and what and get recharged and do what? And you're going to get up tomorrow morning, mounted with wings like eagles. And you're going to get up tomorrow and you're going to run and not get weary. I see you, Carla, right now. And you're going to get up tomorrow and walk and not faint. Why? Because they that wait, I'm at the table where there's where there's where I can be recharged. In a safe space. Proverbs 18:10. I hope y'all write this down. Proverbs 18:10. You may need to repeat this up, this to yourself. Put it on a, on a post-it note. Watch this. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they're safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Run to the table. It says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. 
the righteous run into it and they are safe. Man, if y'all don't write Proverbs 18 down and repeat that to yourself when you feel like losing it, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs to it and they are safe. Watch this. So we've got this table that 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 there's been time to time preparing it. There's care in preparing it. There's planning and preparing it. And when I'm at the table, there's rest for me. There's a place for me to recharge. And it is a safe space. Now watch this. The scripture, it's amazing to me that David even goes further and says that this table that's prepared for me is prepared in the presence of my enemies, in the presence of people who mean to do me harm, in the presence of situations that want to see me fail, in the presence of people that always got something to say, in the presence of people who really couldn't care less about me. That this, that because it's one, because usually when we prepare a table for people, I and I'm preparing a table for 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 Latarsha, and I'm preparing a table for Tracy in Montana. I'm gonna invite them over the house, and I'm not gonna have that table prepared for them, and also invite people over the house that I know don't like them and want and, and, and want to do them harm. Usually when we think about these gatherings that prepare tables, they're in the presence of people who you know love you and presence of the people who you know care for you right right but he goes out the way and says you prepare my rest you repair my recharge you repair a safe space and have taken time for it and you've prepared all of this for me in the presence of people who mean to do me harm yep yep yeah 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 because again i'll prepare table me natalie parent crystal we there but i'm not going to invite mike and andre because we don't like mike and andre they always starting stuff and so i got i got people that i'm preparing a table for but because i know andre always like to fight crystal if crystal coming there i'm not going to invite andre but the lord is saying i'm in, i'm preparing this place of rest and recharge and in a safe space for you even in the presence of people who do who don't like you david look we know about King David. He was a troublemaker himself. A lot of stuff he dealt with was his own was his own foolishness. Because I remember how, how foolish he was, and the prophet said, "This is going to come back to your house." So a lot of stuff he was dealing with was his own was his own was his own fault. But he spent a lot of his time uh, before King and after King on the run. People, his own family coming after him, trying to kill him. He dealt with the so he dealt with a lot of stuff, and so he knows what it's like. He, so a lot of it was his own dealing, but he knows what it's like to be protected and provided for in the presence of people trying to get rid of. Yeah, he said he said that you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. He's experienced that. And how I see you, Mike. Hey, look, and how many times watch this? How many times have we have we experienced in the midst of craziness? in the midst of things not working out, in the midst of people always got having something to say that we've experienced God's safeness, safe protection, safe haven, his fortress, his protection, and his provision right there in the middle of ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. Watch this. It is a blessing in life. Watch this. It is a blessing in life for everything around you to fall apart except your peace. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. It's a blessing. And like sometimes, sometimes even our sometimes our minds, our minds go crazy, our our, our spirits go grow weak. But to know that I've got the peace of God that passes all understanding and love never fails, and that peace always comes through for everything else to fall apart around me. But what? But I'm at a table that's been prepared. Around all of this, I got a safe place, right? 
Now watch this. Let's talk about our enemies. Yeah, we're going to talk about them. Here's the funny thing about our enemies is that we sometimes uh, uh, we sometimes make enemies out of people and out of places and out of things that aren't really our enemies. We spend too well, we we sometimes things that we define as enemies are actually in our lives to help grow us up, to help teach us lessons, to develop character, or sometimes we're in their lives or we're at a certain place to help them. And they're not enemies. See, we call it them enemies because sometimes they may make us uncomfortable or sometimes they annoy us. or so, And so we look at things like that as adversarial and as enemies when it's really not our enemy. We make people, we make enemies out of people who are not our enemies and places and things. We Look, parents be making their kids enemies. Kids be making their parents enemies. We make our coworkers enemies. We make spouses and like and you got to we make sp- our spouses our enemies. It's like your spouse is not your enemy and, and and this particular family member is not your enemy. Now there are some but there's some who aren't. But we have a way of making these people our but here's the thing that we have to deal with is that just because it's uncomfortable or something rubs us the wrong way or we didn't like it, that doesn't make someone our enemy. It just means that they said something that did something that made us upset. And so and 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 the really reason that why that is an issue is because we don't deal with our enemies the right way. See, it would be one thing if after identifying them, we dealt with our enemies biblically, but we don't deal. I'm not talking just about I'm talking about me. I don't deal with my enemies biblically. <laughs> The way that I should, not all the time, no. And so, and so, here, here's the thing: what we should do is not even worry about it. God knows who our enemy is. God knows who who our enemy is. It ain't up to me to make you make an enemy out of you, right? Watch this, because here's the thing: God will deal with our enemies. Watch this, because and and here's what and here's what God does. God deals with our enemies. Watch this, watch this. We have to understand that. What if? because I'm only posing it as a question, but I know it's true. What if God actually wants to reconcile your enemy back to him? God wants your enemy saved too. The Bible says, I know you don't want to hear that. The Bible says that 2 Peter 3, 9 says, says that it is not God's will that any should perish, including your enemies, that, that any should perish, but he wants all to come back to repentance. You, we, man, we'll have beef with somebody that God ain't even beefing with, that God just have love and compassion with. Mm-hmm. God has love. God may have love and compassion for somebody who we can't stand. Yeah, I don't want to deal with that. Get out of my notes, Crystal. I don't want to deal with that. Now, not everybody. Now, not now, not everybody will uh uh, uh come back. Not everybody will be reconciled. But that ain't on, that, that's not on me to judge whether they will or not. And that's not for me to pray that God sends them to hell. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all heard them prayers. Strike them down, Lord, as they come for me. Kill them in the y'all, y'all heard them prayers. God going send send them to hell, Lord. We be condemning people. And, and all we got to be real with God, God, they hurt me. And I inside of me, you know me, Lord. And that's right, Tracy. That's what we pray. Get them, God. And we say, God gonna get them. Huh. I ain't worried of God gonna get them. But what if God just wanna get them saved? And want to extend to them the same grace that he's extended to us. Mm-hmm. So God, look, look, God will deal with them, whether that's reconciling them back to him, whether God wants them to, whether God will deal with them, whether that's reconciling them back to him, whether that happens or not, not on us. Watch this. God will also, if there's vengeance to be paid, God will deal it out, not us. If there is vengeance to be paid, God will deal with that. 
Y'all know the scriptures, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. The scripture where, came, uh, where the Lord spoke and said, the battle's not yours, it's the Lord through the prophet, right? And so the battle's not mine, it's the Lord's. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I'm not, uh, that's not my concern or my obligation when it comes to when it comes to the enemies. Here's, here's what it is. Watch, here it is. Our obligation, y'all were already in my notes, to love them and to pray for them. So Jesus says in Matthew 43, 45, and by the way, this is what's so deep about the teaching with Jesus is that he said, you know, uh, well, I'll read the scripture. You've heard it said, you, you heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who uh, persecute you, that you, you may be children of your father in heaven. He's literally telling you the same way you pray and you love your neighbor. He says, do the same thing for your enemies. <laughs> And here's what's funny, because remember when Jesus talked about, like when he prayed, he said, teach us how to pray. Remember when he talked about loving, love your, the Lord your God, and you know, love your neighbor as yourself. And, and, and through the scriptures, the, uh, the disciples asked him, um, they said, they said, well, who's our neighbor? They asked him who, who defined his neighbor, because uh, we want to see who we need to love. They didn't ask, well, who's our enemy? Define the enemy, because it's, it's irrelevant, because he said, love your enemy the same way you love your neighbor. <laughs> so there's no reason to, to ask, well, define enemy. It doesn't matter, because... The thing on us is to treat is to treat them the same. Now, again, if you got to go back to hear the, the, the teaching on forgiveness, please do that, because forgiveness is not access to those who don't need it. You know what I mean? Or who, or, 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 or where there's uh, a toxicity and abuse and stuff like that. Forgiveness literally is just is you don't have to pay me back for the wrong that you did for me. It's forgiven. If 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 for some reason Chase Bank uh, forgives you know, $20,000 of a loan or something from me, fine, I don't have to pay it back. Doesn't mean they're going to loan it out to me again. Okay. All right. So forgiveness is you just, you just, you don't have, you don't have to put yourself back in an abusive situation. You have to put yourself back in a toxic situation, but there are times where, you know, we got to follow the Holy Spirit because there are times where reconciliation happens and there are times where, you know, forgiveness happens, but there's a different dynamic now. Amen. All right, here we go. Watch this. So here's our obligation. If y'all think if y'all think to love to love your enemy and to pray for them is a hard obligation, watch this. I'm gonna show you the second one's gonna be even harder. Watch this. Here's the here's, here's the first one. Our obligation is to love our enemies and to pray for our enemies. I see you, Tracy. I needed it too. It hit me. I had to preach. I preached this to myself this morning, uh, and uh, and and now I gotta hear it again. It's beating me up. Watch this. So we so our obligation obligation number one is to is to love them and to pray for them. That's what we do, right? Here's our other obligation is to stay seated at the table. Stay seated at the table that is prepared for me. See, see, the problem is some of us through life, because we want to get back, we step away from the place of peace. We step away from the place of rest. We step away from the place of nourishment. We step away from the place of refreshment because we got to go fight. And we got to go have conflict because I got to tell you what I think about you. And I got to tell but the whole, whole time, whole time, God has given you peace and prepared a place of rest for you in a situation. But because your flesh and your pride, you, I got to say, and you will walk out of peace and you will walk out of rest and you will get up from the table where there is rest and refreshment and, and recharge. You will walk away from the recharging station to go fight. It, I need to stay seated at why and so and so now I'm sitting here like life is this and I have to do this and I'm done and then I'm people and they doing it and they said why did you get up from the table? Let God take care of that. 
You sitting, you are at a place of peace. You have rest. There's no drama, but for whatever reason, you got to get up from the table because of our flesh. They got to know what I think, right, Montana? Oh, I got, to, I got to tell them this. They got to hear this. Oh, parent. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. You're gonna, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna get these words. No, 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 no. You're gonna, you're gonna come hear this. I, and so I get up and I want to fight with you instead of staying seated at the table. Instead of wasting our time and wasting our energy, watch this, and, 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 and walking away from our peace, dealing with people, we need to just sit at the table. We need to just sit at the table. It's been prepared for us and be fed. Watch this. If I'm busy eating what God is putting down, I ain't got time to talk to you about this. My mouth is full. I don't talk with my mouth full. Yep. Y'all want to hear it? I don't talk with my mouth full. I'm sitting here eating what God has given me. I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here getting that word. I'm sitting here getting this blessing. I'm sitting here, and I don't talk with my mouth full. I I God has prepared this place of rest for me. And it is so He's blessed me beyond, He's blessed me beyond what I deserve. Why am I gonna get up from here and stop eating here to talk to you about something? No, 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 not doing it. I'm staying right here at this table. And then I'm mad because there's no peace in my life. Well, why'd you get up from the table? And remember, this table is prepared in the presence of your enemies, where there are people around, where there are situations of people around that mean you harm. So you're going to see conflict. You're going to see things that's going to bother you. You're going to see things that you feel you got to talk about. But unless the Lord addresses it, and he may address it from you, stay at a place for uh, through you, stay at that place of peace. I'm not getting up. And it's not even a braggadocious thing. You know, like, like you know, my enemy's going to watch me eat. They're going to watch me prosper. You're going to watch me get mine. Because we we do preach like that. And, and, and I understand that sentiment because God knows I love to brag in front of people who be coming for me. Oh, I loved, man. I, look, oh, you, you think what? You know, you, you, got what, you got what to say about me? Oh, you think this? Well, it's interesting that you think that. Look at what God has blessed me with. I love to brag. I love to brag in front of people who want to do me wrong, who got wrong things. Oh, that's my thing right there. I love it, but that's not the right way to go about it. That ain't, that ain't, what, that ain't what I'm supposed to do. That's my pride. That's my pride. So I'd love to get up. Because I'm telling you, there was part of this sermon changed dramatically this morning after, pre, after preaching it to myself. There was a lot of bragging. There was a lot of bragging in it. A lot of brag, like, and God's going to put you in place of your enemies, and they're going to see you blessed. They're going to see you prospering. They're going to see. They're going to have to sit down and watch you eat at the table. God's like, that ain't. That's you bragging, bro. That ain't. That ain't me giving you that for them. That ain't me giving you that for you. That's you bragging. I prepared this place for you so you can rest, not so you can brag. <laughs> yep. This is how God be dealing with me. I don't even talk to y'all as mean as God talked to me. He said, I prepared the table so you can rest and recharge, not so you can brag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if your enemies are mad about it, that's something that they got to deal with. But don't you make them mad by bragging. You sit there and keep your mouth shut and eat. <laughs> because we do that. We like to brag, but that's okay because sometimes we get hurt, you know what I'm saying, and we feel like it's retribution. But let God handle retribution and vengeance and stuff like that. You just sit at the table and you eat what he prepared for you. Why? I mean, like I said, why would I get up from a place of blessing that all that God has blessed us with and all that God has done, even in, even in the midst where there are some things that, we, that we're still praying for, still need, look at what he's done for us. Why would I get up from this table just to address you? Nah, I'm staying here where the food is. All right, watch this. And so it's not a brag thing. The, the, the table was prepared not to brag. 
it was it was <laughs> it was prepared for rest, right? And 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 watch this. Somebody mentioned this early in the comments. I think it was my. And it's about being thankful for the table, being thankful for the place of rest, being thankful. Watch this for the sustenance there in that place of rest. That there is still watch this. That there is still abundance, and that there is still rest, and that there is sustenance for you in the presence of things around you that mean to do you harm. That there is that there is peace, and that there is enough for you. There's peace. There's rest. There's recharging all in the presence of things that I meant to do. We should be thankful for that instead of braggy about it. All right. So we need to be thankful for the table. We need to run to the table. And for goodness sakes, do not get up from the table. Do not get up from the table. Let's pray.